You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. This is Star Wars Rebels Alert, the weekly podcast after show where we recap and discuss each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 3. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And as you guys can see from our brand new intro that we dropped on this episode this week, we are now part of a much larger podcasting world. We have joined ranks with the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. This is a great group of guys podcasting about Star Wars, about other things in the nerd world, but we have joined forces with these guys and are now part of a much larger podcasting community. So we're going to elaborate a lot more on our year anniversary episode of The Nerd Room, which drops this Thursday. We're going to be discussing Catalyst, the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, huge week in nerd world. But we're really excited to be a part of this new podcasting network with Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber Podcast, Generation X-Wing, the Sky Upper Podcast, and the Rogue Squadron Podcast. Be sure to go check out those guys, especially this week. We're all going to be doing a ton of commentary leading into Rogue One. This is the week, man. Like, how excited are you for this? Oh, it's huge. You know, this has been the month of Star Wars. Now we're finally in the week of Star Wars. You know, we're with, joined with a bunch of cool guys in the new network. And I love it, man. It's like the whole uh, Galactic Empire, you know? Yes. <laughs> the whole order. We'll say the Jedi Order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're super excited to be a part of this podcast network like i said we're going to elaborate a lot more in our thursday weekly nerd room podcast and discuss a bit more about what this means for our podcast underneath our our smaller nerd room umbrella and kind of joining into this much larger group of podcasters so make sure to go check out those other podcasts this week guys like i said we're all dropping a ton of rogue one content including individual reviews of the movie from friday through till next thursday yeah it's a jam-packed week for star wars guys yeah and we're kicking it off here with the mid-season finale of rebels and what an episode huge this this episode delivered it Full certainly tilt. did yeah and this really picks up on the pieces from episode one and episode two the episodes that you and i were super stoked about just hooked into right away right yeah, yeah. that really drove the start of this season and i i'm really thrilled that they've picked up these and led us into the mid season or winter finale whatever it is here because yeah. Rebels is coming back in January, January 7th, I believe. So we got a little bit of time here, almost a month, Mm -hmm. until we see another Rebels episode. And this gave me everything I wanted in a mid-season finale, as well as planted some of those seeds that we expected going forward in this season. Yeah, this is awesome. This is what the crowd's been wanting for since, you know, that episode two, because the last other episodes, four or five episodes, have been kind of a letdown. Actually, the last one was great. The last one got us back into the show. But this just delivered full tilt, man. They didn't hold back anything. No, they yeah. did not. And, you know, we said last week, we really feel the momentum picking up in this episode. Yeah. And now going into this one, we see why they're picking up the momentum there. Because something big was happening, a big reveal here. And I didn't think they were going to go down this path. But right. we're going to get into all of that. This episode, like I said, picks up some of the pieces from episode two, or a lot of the pieces here, with Ezra and Maul in particular, and their visions. So we left that episode with the understanding that both Maul and Ezra had different visions, but maybe for the same goal or pointing at the same thing. 
we had Maul saying he's alive, he's alive, and we speculated a lot. Who is he? And both of us came to the conclusion right. it's Obi-Wan, and we get our answer in this episode. And then Ezra, he's also asking the question, how did I destroy the Sith? And he sees twin sons. Right. So myself personally, I thought that was maybe more of a reference to Luke and Leia exactly. in a grander scheme. Yeah. But it looks like it was referencing a bit more on-the-nose Tatooine here as we get further into this episode. That's right. Which it goes to show that they've really been pushing now ever since that little rumor we've had with Obi-Wan being in Episode Eight. Yeah. It looks like um, Disney is pushing more and more Obi-Wan at us. This is interesting. I think there's a much larger story, a much larger arc for these two characters. And I don't think it's as, as simple as maybe the producers, the writers, and the directors want us to think it is. Mm-hmm. So this episode opens with a briefing. And I liked one thing here is that they tied into the last episode. They're discussing attacking the factory on Lothal. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a little bit more what we wanted. Yes. Because with those more siloed episodes that we had kind of stringing through the mid part of this first 10 episodes here where they they felt like they were so individualized and they didn't really tie to the larger arc of star wars rebels like we still have not seen iron squadron again yeah that's right they're a little disjointed right yeah. but this kind of goes back to like what we're saying with the clone uh the clone war series where they had a one two three parter episode so this ties right in with the last episode it's like a two-parter yeah exactly it. yeah and Ezra is having these mental visions here. He's seeing and hearing Maul. Right. And he gets to the point, too, where he almost has, like, a mental break, where yeah. he goes after a fellow rebel and almost cuts him down here. It's a great scene, though. Yeah, and it's not till Kanan kind of reaches out and stops him with the Force. Yeah. But it's it's really as a result of them joining the Holocron. This, and then we do see Maul showing back up here, which is a great presence. I really like Maul here. Yeah. And he shows up on the back end of a cameo from the Bendu. I love that, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. You know, when the Bendu says, well, if you don't want to see Marl, don't look behind you. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was great. Um, I, I can't remember the, the voice actors, uh, something Whitaker. Uh, I pronounced it wrong. But anyways, the, the voice actor behind Maul is just, he does such a great job. He voice acted uh, Starkiller yeah. in the old uh, Force, Force Unleash. So um, he's doing some great stuff there. Yeah, He is. Do you think Maul saw the Bendu? Because he, he disappears when they turn around, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't really know. And where the Bendu went so right. quickly. And I, I don't know if the Bendu is, is just presenting himself to the Jedi. Because right. he's supposed to remain somewhat neutral, right? Yeah, he's kind of in the gray area, basically, yeah. between the two with the Bendu. Yeah. So he seems to maybe not want to interfere in the interaction there, right? Because yeah. we do have Maul coming down and stating specifically he's not here to fight. Right. He's here to take his apprentice. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And he drops it a lot on Ezra, yeah. right? Yeah, and this, with this episode, too, we do see Ezra being tempted a lot by Maul to come to the dark side. Yeah. And it's interesting that they really didn't push a little harder on the fact that, you know, was Ezra struggling with the dark side, the light side? He seems to be very ingrained, entrenched in the light side now. Like he, yeah. He, he never really seemed to give in as much as he at least seemed to be at the start of this season where you didn't really know if they're going to go down that path with Ezra. But it appears that they've really said, no, he's he's firmly on the light side here. He's firmly with the Jedi. Yeah, he should be too, right? Because, I mean, he has to know now that Marl's responsible for Kanan's loss of sight. Yeah. Um, that's always been my one problem with uh, with Ezra. Well, a couple of problems, but this being one, how he's so ignorant towards some of his foes or enemies that he can't see right in front of him. 
He's almost as blind as Kanan in some senses towards enemies and uh, Hondu, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it's interesting because Sabine actually calls that out right in the middle of this episode, right. which I really like when they do within an episode. I the appreciate whole that. audience yeah. is sitting there thinking, like, why is Ezra trusting yeah, Maul again? Exactly. He, this, this, he's so naive, it seems. But Kanan has a nice comeback line where he says he thinks he's taking this risk to protect the ghost crew, to protect the rebellion, right? Yeah. And so he sees maybe from Ezra's perspective, that he's taking these necessary risks to avoid other things. Because Ezra's really got this goal in mind that he wants to destroy the Sith. Yeah. And he's going to do whatever he wants to because he knows that at the end of the day, him and Maul have a very similar goal, and that's mm-hmm. to end the reign of the Sith. That's right. And with with Maul here, with their interaction, he really explains what this whole episode, what the, at least the foregoing part of the episode is going to be about. And it's the fact that they both captured fragments of each other's visions. And it really makes sense when you sit back and think about that yeah. is that they seem to fit together. And I thought it was maybe more that they're pointing at the same thing. It does turn out that's part of it, yeah. but they were seeing parts of each other's visions. Mm-hmm. And Ezra was seeing more of the place, whereas Maul was seeing more of the man. Yes. But they kind of inversely want the same thing. Right. And I thought this was a nice way to tie these these two episodes from the beginning of the season mm-hmm. into this one and elaborate a bit more on this vision that was left kind of hanging there for yeah. quite a while, right? It's such a great way to call back, uh, tie back uh, Darth Maul himself because we were first introduced this character basically on Tatooine yeah. in episode one. Phantom Menace, right? So it's really cool that this whole thing goes full circle. Yeah, it is yeah. great. And that's directly referenced here, right? He says it ends where it begins. Yes. And that's a direct Love reference that. to Phantom Menace where he first encountered Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yes. More Qui-Gon. More Qui-Gon yeah. But Obi-Wan was there. So mm-hmm. I really like that. Definitely. And we end up with Maul and Ezra going on a mission here. And we do see Kanan plant in that tracker because he knows to some degree that, that Ezra is going to do something where he needs to, to kind of follow him here. And hmm. he does take off with Maul to Dathomir. Right. Which I really like that too. Again, great callbacks. You know, from the comic. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And he calls himself the last survivor of Dathomir. Yeah. And the fact that his family, the Night Sisters, were killed by the Empire. They were these masterful witches kind yeah. of using different aspects of the Force. And it looks like the Empire saw them as a threat and basically exterminated them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's right out of uh, Son of Dathomir, the comic yeah, right there, yeah. right? So, I really like this concept that Lucasfilm and the writers at Star Wars are elaborating a bit more on lately. And this ties into Catalyst and Rogue One a bit, as well as this episode, is that we are seeing different people and different wielders of the Force and how it's utilized in slightly different ways. It's not really binary how we have just users and non-users. Yeah. These are people that are wielding the Force in different manners. And these witches, and Maul refers directly to this, that... Mm-hmm. They use an aspect of the Force within their magic. And mm-hmm. we are going to see a bit of this, I think, in Rogue One with Donnie Yen's character and utilization of the Force by non-Jedi, by non-Sith. That's right. And we've seen it a little bit in Catalyst yeah. itself, too. Um, the Night Sisters kind of worried me a little bit, going back to Clone Wars, because we do see them perform a lot of their... their it's very witchcraft yeah. kind of magic. So it's a little different. It kind of takes me outside of Star Wars a little bit because it's so different. But it makes sense with what they're trying to do. And it was cool to get those moments that, you know, Kanan and Sabine were, like, possessed by this, the, yeah. the night magic or the night sister's magic. So kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It really didn't take me out as much as I thought it was. Because yeah. I think we do get brief images of this from that the trailer. season three trailer, yeah. right? And I agree with you. When I look at some of these elements, I'm like, ah, this really doesn't feel like my Star Wars. Yeah. But I wasn't taken out of the episode by this aspect of it. I felt it made a 
bit of sense. It ties a bit into the Clone Wars, a bit yes. into the Dathomir comics. And right. I really like that element that they were bringing in and tying in a lot of different source material yeah. into this one individualized story. Yeah. And we've got some pretty cool, like, creepy uh, shots of um, Sabine there, which is, like, doing, like, the spider yeah, kind of stuff. Web- That's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. And there's a when we do go into what appears to be Darth Maul's kind of cave or his, his lair, if you will, yeah, um, he does have some cool little trinkets and relics kind of sitting around there. And Huge. one of them being the Darksaber. Yes. And so that comes, again, directly from the Clone Wars, right? Yep. We, there's a kind of a weird painting in behind it. That's right, of Satine, yeah. which is huge because that's Obi-Wan's like, main squeeze from yeah. back in Clone Wars Season 2, I think it is. Yeah. Um, they had a relationship uh, prior when Obi-Wan was an apprentice. So lots of speculation to go on with that uh, whole situation there. It's Maul that killed her, right? That's right, with that yeah. saber. Yeah. yeah, so there's so much history with Obi-Wan and Maul here, and they're kind of building on that from yeah. the Clone Wars, right? Right. And it's so cool to see them building from a such a solid foundation of a story mm-hmm. and kind of rewarding those that have watched the Clone Wars that right. you know have read the comic books and tying this universe in to multiple mediums, which I freaking love. Love. That's what Star Wars does so well, especially of late, right? Yeah. And Maul reveals to Ezra here, and there always seems to be an underlying plan with Maul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that they have to basically merge their minds again to re- extract that information from each other. And mm-hmm. the only way to do that is using some of this witchcraft from the Night Sisters. Yeah. It involves drinking some sort of odd potion. Yeah, which is a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was, that was a little bit different. <laughs> um, Drink this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once they're into this trance that they, they've pushed themselves into, they begin to meld their minds together mm-hmm. and, and go back into the state of almost searching through each other's fragmented memories to try to find the answer to this. And we do see them each individually ask questions. We got Maul saying, where is he? Right. So again, referencing directly his vision before. Mm-hmm. And Ezra just straight up says, I want to understand how to destroy the Sith. Yeah. And they're both pointed at the same thing eventually here. And... Maul says, I see, I understand. And Ezra says, who is that? I know him. Right. So at this point in the episode, I'm thinking to myself, they're not going to reveal this. And when they come out of that vision, you do see a a planet form, right? Mm -hmm. And I was pausing that, pausing that. I was (laughs) like, is there a clue here that says that's Tatooine? Like I'm thinking this must be Tatooine. It's not like they had the two sun setting or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But I really didn't think they were going to reveal a lot more than what they did. That's right. And they do go down this path, which is really interesting. And coming back to to Maul here. So they seem to have gotten what they wanted, at least Maul more so than Ezra, because he has an idea of where Obi-Wan is. He knows, exactly. But there's a catch. There's always a catch with Maul, it seems, (laughs) is that the spirits require some sort of sacrifice, a blood and flesh sacrifice from using their magic. And it turns out that that sacrifice is going to be either Ezra and Maul, or a conveniently timed entrance of Kanan and Sabine. <laughs> and so Kanan and Sabine are possessed. And we do see some nice battling here. It's cool, yeah. I really like seeing Maul versus Kanan, as well as Ezra versus Kanan. Yeah, that was It didn't nice. go on very long, mm-hmm. but you know, it was, it was still an aspect I like. And we do see Sabine taking the Darksaber yeah. and fighting Ezra. And Ezra specifically says to her, that's not yours. Yeah, that is really cool, but... It's interesting, though, because I don't know. It it could maybe be. I mean, that that blade is from Mandalore itself. Yeah. So it would be really interesting if it rightfully is hers because we still don't exactly know who her mom could be, right? Yeah, true. So whether it could be Satine, even though she's dead, obviously, or if her mom that they mentioned in a couple episodes back, maybe it is. So lots of speculation to go around there. Yeah, Yeah, and she picks it up at the end of this episode. So this is something that they've seeded for 
the next run of episodes here is that they're going to get a bit more into this Mandalore. And I, for sure. I've made it a commitment to myself to understand a bit more of that Mandalore lore, the nice. culture and all that, so that I get more out of those episodes. For because sure. the Mandalore episode that we did watch a mm-hmm. couple episodes back, I was kind of pulled out of it because it's, yeah. it's a completely different aspect of Star Wars that I'm not entirely familiar with. Mm-hmm. I get some of it, but I think I have to go back and watch some of the Clone Wars episodes sure. and understand a bit more what's going on there to get a full appreciation for that storyline. Because it looks like it's going to be at least a larger portion of Sabine-centric storyline going forward, right? Definitely. Yeah, just start from Season 2, Season 3. You'll, yeah. you'll get a good grasp of that. Yeah. Of Clone Wars. And towards the end of this battle with the possessed Kanan and Sabine, we do see Maul trying to tempt Ezra again here right? to come to the dark side. Forget the past. Forget your memories. Yeah. Come with me and be my apprentice. Right. And Ezra outright refuses here. Yeah. Did you see that coming? Like, did you think for a second that Ezra was going to join him? Or were you like, nah, he's going to dismiss that offer? I would have liked to have seen a little more struggle within Ezra there. Yeah. I think as far as character development, it really kind of puts an end to this idea that he's going to be tempted one way or another throughout the remainder of the season. I find Mm -hmm. that it really puts him in a Jedi mindset. There's no temptation there anymore. The holocrons are are destroyed, and so he doesn't have that kind of sitting with him all the time. He's always going to have maybe Maul speaking into his ear, but that felt like a, a firm... I'm with you, Kanan. I'm mm-hmm. with the light side. I'm with the Jedi. Here's mm-hmm. my goals to destroy the Sith. That's right. And that's just what I'm going to do. And I think having more of a struggle there, mm-hmm. maybe would have developed the character a little more. But again, maybe we're, people are looking for some, some more of an end to that. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, going off of what you just said there, I, I feel, I don't think it's completely safe that Ezra's on the light side. I mean, depending if Sabine bites it or, uh, or Kanan, yeah. that could totally set Ezra off. I feel, but again, that's going down the Anakin route that we've, we've seen multiple times now. But um, yeah, I, I thought for a second he's going to question Maul's offer. Just yeah. for a second at least, right? Yeah, even just have a hesitation. Yes. you know, have, have Show him thinking a bit more about what this means. Does his goal of destroying the Sith outweigh his friendship right. and caring for and helping Sabine and Kanan here? Yeah. And it really does show here who he's developed into. And mm-hmm. I think... For me, at least personally, yeah. if they pick up on this story about him being tempted again, yeah. I want to find a real kind of backward step for Ezra and yeah. just kind of doing this to build a bit of tension within the episodes. Yeah, it just depends where they want this character to be because we have no idea if ultimately if he is meant to be on the bad side or the dark side. It just it just depends. So the episode more or less ends here. We do yeah. see Ezra saving Kanan and Sabine, destroying the altar here of the witches. Not sure if that vanquishes them forever. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see if we do see this type of magic or this witchcraft popping up again mm-hmm. in Star Wars Rebels. I really don't think so. They no. seem to have put a close to that. Yeah, I'd say so. But with Maul always having some sort of end goal or other plan working in the background, yeah. we have the reveal that it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we do see Kanan referencing it as well as Ezra. They didn't know he was alive. Yeah. And Sabine saying it's not going to be easy finding a planet with two suns. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But Maul is going straight there. Mm-hmm. So they have to find a way to really develop this quickly because otherwise Tatooine's not that big of a place. No. And Maul's going to find Obi-Wan one way or another pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see this coming directly out of this season or mid-season finale or whatever it is yeah. into and picking up on that thread again. So I don't know if we're really going to see this kind of drag on through to the season finale. I think there's yeah. bigger things there. Like yeah. Thrawn, the Darksaber, and That's a few of these true. other seeds. Right. I think they're going to wrap this up. But do you think it's going to be wrapped up 
in the way that we think it is, where we have Obi-Wan killing Maul and having this last battle? Or is there an underlying story to be told where Obi-Wan and Maul have some sort of either partnership or understanding? Like, where do you think this is actually going? Is it as simple as Obi-Wan eventually kills Maul in one last battle? Yes and no. I don't think it's going to be solved on this show, though. I don't think we're going to see a a Maul and Obi-Wan battle on the Disney XD. I just don't see that happening because it's, it's just too big to be played out. And there's a, they have to be careful here because if you have Ezra and these characters meet up with Obi-Wan on Tatooine, that wrecks a lot of stuff in A New Hope where I haven't gone, gone by Obi-Wan in a long, long time, right? Yeah. He drops that line. He's only been as Ben Kenobi for a while or quite some time. Uh, we have, what, two issues coming up to three issues of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars comic. Yeah. Right? So... They have to be really careful there. I think you, if you handle Maul and Obi Wan, it should be on the big screen. I, I really want to see like that Obi Wan movie on Tatooine. But again, you have to draw that story quite a bit more, and then you're also asking your audience to watch Star Wars Rebels to know what's going on in that movie. So it's tough to say. It yeah. is tough to say. I think there's enough of a bridge between a Phantom Menace, yeah. And what could be a Ben Kenobi versus Darth Maul type film? Yeah. I think you'd get it. Yeah. But you need a lot of this basis on how Maul found him. And, yeah. And then do you have to stick in Kanan and Ezra into live action? Yeah. To get to that? like, And then you're now you're, you're really pushing on A New Hope and mm-hmm. Rogue One. And you know, do you include Luke in this? Is he in the background? So there's a lot of elements there that, yeah, yeah you're right, is that they're playing with some of those elements in the comic books right now. You're getting really close to it in Star Wars Rebels. You're on top of it in Rogue One. That's right. So there's a lot of individualized stories being told in and around this really yeah. tight time frame. Yeah, there's a lot to handle, especially you know, reading the Ahsoka book. Bill Organa was, like, I'm pretty sure he knows where Obi-Wan is. Yeah. And he didn't even allow um, Ahsoka to know the whereabouts. So if he's not going to allow them the whereabouts, why would he tell Kanan and Ezra, right? So they have to be careful there. Um, the only other thing is, going off of your theory, because I believe you were telling me before on the show, actually, two episodes back, you kind of had that idea of um, Obi-Wan being related to Rey yeah. somehow. Now, if we could tie maybe Sabine, because if Sabine's maybe related to Satine then maybe Sabine could be Rey's mom. I mean, that's a crazy theory, but that could maybe... Maybe she goes to Tatooine as opposed to the rest of the Ghost crew. I don't know. This this this, this kind of scares me already, just with the stuff going on close to uh, Obi-Wan. I don't know. I yeah, it would be interesting. Because, yeah, yeah, we played around a couple episodes ago with yeah. who is Rey's father exactly. or lineage. Lineage, and yeah. We had threw some ideas about Kenobi, yes. and we threw some ideas about Palpatine. I like that one, yeah. So Palpatine's right now the one I've landed on. Yes, okay, but, I like that one. But we'll see, because it could be really anything. We yeah. don't know. We just don't know. And yet. we don't know if they're going to go this deep, this complex with this, to actually have implications for the saga that they're telling that's 30 years in the future. That's right. But you never know. You never know. And, and with this, too, also, if we do see them on Tatooine, would we see Luke? Which would be scary, too. Yeah, like, <laughs> can he, will he have some sort of background like i i really don't know because yeah. is there a story to be told where maul seeking obi-wan finds out about luke or senses right. luke and then we do have obi-wan going into protector mode like right. we've seen in the, comic in the comics yes that he's kind of intervened into the life of owen lars in protection of luke yeah. right and do we have maul now chasing luke mm-hmm. And Obi Wan intervening again, like I don't. There's a lot. There's a story a that could be told there. Yeah. And Luke is very unaware of it all yeah. because he's never directly encountered Ezra or Kanan or Maul or anything yeah, or like Jedi's that. Jedi's in general, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what they're yeah. going to do here because you go into Tatooine <laughs> in this time frame. Can you avoid having a Luke cameo of sorts? Yeah, that's tough. 
It is really tough. tough. He just had him like working on something in the background. Yeah. I don't know. And my last thing here is, um, do you like that they've kind of pointed out like this this title of ending the Sith? Like, do you like that they've kind of pointed that into in, into the direction of Obi Wan? Like, how do you feel about that? I, in far as an aspect that they need Obi Wan to understand how to destroy the Sith. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. like having Obi-Wan potentially appearing in Star Wars Rose. I mm-hmm. think it makes sense. Yeah. This is one of the last remaining Master Jedis, with right. the exception of Yoda. Yeah, yeah. And they've had interaction with him before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a stepping stone for them, for ending the Sith. This mm-hmm. is what they're pointing at. Right. And I think it's more personally, it's it's less about Obi-Wan himself, and it's mm-hmm. more about Luke. Oh, okay, and he's just kind of the gateway yeah, to Luke. Yeah, okay. I think it's... Because it's always it's always was Anakin, right? That actually yeah. eventually destroys the Sith. Yeah, or brings balance at least. Yeah, right? that yeah. balance there. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if Obi Wan is yeah a pathway in or a gateway in towards Luke. Right. Because I still think that the whole twin son thing and that vision they're having when Ezra is asking about how do I destroy the Sith and mm-hmm. he gets the twin sons. Right. I keep thinking it's two stars in a big bright universe yes. referring to Luke and Leia exactly. more so than Tatooine and I, I don't know I don't know if I'm reading a bit more into it than mm-hmm. maybe it's meant to be right. and it's maybe not that complex maybe it's as simple as it's just referring to Tatooine and we are tying in Ben Kenobi because he's an important part of the Jedi story Right. but I think there's more depth to this story than just what's being presented as here it is it's Obi-Wan it's Tatooine we're going there this yeah. is one of the nexus of the Star Wars universe so I think it's a lot of that, but mm-hmm. I, I still think there's a little more there that we're just not fully seeing the story here yet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So Rogue One, yeah. this is coming down the pipe here soon. We're going to be reviewing this next week on yeah. the Nerd Room, so make sure you check that out next Thursday. This coming Thursday, we're talking about Catalyst. We're talking about maybe some predictions going in, who we think we're going to see. And I think it's an appropriate forum here because there was some speculation that we did see the ghost ship in one of the TV spots for Rogue One. It was pointed out by, you know, an eagle eye on the internet. Great eyes. From the back. It <laughs> yeah. was just the ship. Yeah. Could this just be an Easter egg? Or do you think we're going to see someone from the Ghost Crew in Rogue One? I oh, That's tough. I think it's definitely the same ship. I mean, looking at it back to back, the, the back end is just like the Ghost, yeah. right? Are we going to see Sabine or someone pop in? I, I don't think so. It'd be cool if you heard, like... Hera, make a call in or something like that. I don't know, but I don't think we're going to see any of the characters. I would love to see Hera, though, on, on no. the screen at Twilight. Yeah, that'd be cool. What, what do you think? I think it could be as simple as hearing them because yeah. they're voice actors. That's right. So they don't have to have any sort of live action representation of Hera, Sabine, mm-hmm. whomever. They could have them just purely coming in, you know, as as part of a much larger battle. That's right. And just like referring to the ghost crew or, or Hera Syndulla reporting in or Phoenix right. Squadron or something like that. That's right. Just a, an off-handed reference to that idea that the rebels at least make it to that point in the timeline, right? Yeah, because that kind of guarantees the audience that that one member or whoever lives long exactly. enough going so. into that. Or it could just be like um, Revenge of the Sith, where we see them Legend Falcon. There's that little yeah, cameo, yeah. you know? It could be yeah. just something as easy as that, right? I mean, So, yeah. like, I, I, I really do think that, if nothing else, it's a small Easter egg that they've put in there for the fans. Yeah. But it would be really cool if they did reference something like that. It would be. I, part of me is expecting it, but at the same time, it's... I, I, I don't know. Like... <laughs> It's, it's tough because it's such a close timeline too, right? Yeah. You know? it's. I it's, think it would just be a really cool way to tie this whole universe together. They've yeah. done so well in Star Wars Rebels in tying in everything from the novels to the comic books to Clone Wars, everything. Just this it, episode yes. they did that all. 
Yeah. And it would be nice just to have a nod back to Star Wars Rebels. Like, yeah. go away from the Marvel formula. Yes. We're never referencing backwards ABC. to the TV show. Yeah. And having just the, the cartoon or or whatever referencing the movies all the time and almost having their movies siloed off. Like, we are our own universe. You will build around us. Yeah. It'd be really cool because they have the story group, Pablo Hidalgo, all these guys yeah. constructing this that they could just say, look, here's a line. Yeah. Just insert it at the right point. Say Hera, whatever. Yes. This would be enough fan service for us Rebels fans or us Star Wars fans and allows us to see this connectivity between the TV universe and the film universe. I know it's one universe, but yeah. at the same time, it would be nice to see them reciprocating references. Well, yeah, it's just always cool to see these these animated characters pop up on the big screen. You know, I, that's why I lose my mind when I see a Black Series figure of the Rebels characters because yeah. you get to see them look a little more like the realistic characters they should be, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a big week for us It here. is. Super excited. We're seeing this movie on Thursday evening. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of us going. And yeah. like I said at the top of the show, we're going to be talking all about Catalyst on Thursday on our flagship show, The Nerd Room. So be sure to tune into that because we're going to be running down a bit of the book and pulling out some of the elements, reviewing it in a sense, not giving away a ton, but maybe pulling out some of the more important aspects of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the stuff that you need to go into Rogue One or maybe not necessarily need, but we think are important going into it if you haven't had time to read it or whatever. Yeah. Sounds good. I just finished it, so it's it's pretty fresh in my brain right now. Yeah, I've got one hour of the audiobook left, so I'm really looking forward to that. Great stuff. Finishing that off, it's really intense right now. Mm-hmm. These last couple of chapters have been really good. You can see yeah. where they're going. And I really got a good sense for these characters. You really do, right? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, actually. These, these last couple of chapters really pick up, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the world premiere for Rogue One was last night. Yeah. It's standing up to rave reviews. People are loving this. They're saying it's as good as The Force Awakens. It's not better. If not better, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. People are putting this on the level of an Empire Strikes Back and very reputable people as well. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm I'm so pumped for this. So make sure you check us out on Thursday, Talking Catalyst, the following week, Talking Rogue One. And make sure to check out the rest of the crew of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. They're going to be talking about Rogue One this week. So it's really nice to have so many people with different perspectives, different views. There's guys in the network that grew up and saw Star Wars on the big screen for the first time. There's guys like us that missed that and were introduced with the special edition into the prequel era. And so it's nice to have that differing perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where this this network is really strong is that there's a lot of great podcasters in it. There's a lot of great views and insight into Star Wars. And I actually love that because that's one thing that we've always been about here in the Nerd Room is that – we're you know we're talking about Star Wars with like-minded individuals. We're sharing things. It's a really great thing. Make sure to go check out the rest of those guys on the Star Wars Commonwealth Network. You can find everything on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and find a bit more about the network itself. And like I said, we're going to go into a bit more detail of what that all means yeah. on the Nerd Room Podcast this Thursday. Awesome. Yeah, guys, keep it locked here on Star Wars Commonwealth. I think we've got an episode pretty much every day of the week for the most yeah. part. Yeah. yeah, there is. And there's going to be a lot of bonus episodes dropping throughout this week with Rogue One coming. Yeah. Everyone's gearing up for a big Star Wars couple weeks. Awesome stuff, guys. All right, guys, so being the mid-season finale and coming into the holiday season, we're going to take a small break for Star Wars Rebels Alert. We're going to be coming back January 7th with Star Wars Rebels with the new episode. But we're going to be producing content on the Nerd Room feed for you guys to listen to throughout the holidays here. We're going to have the Nerd Room and maybe a few other things kind of coming down the pipe here. We've got some big announcements to make on our 52nd, our year anniversary episode here on Thursday. So be sure to check that out 
as well as we're talking about the Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, oh, we're going to go in about that Spider-Man trailer. And guys, for listening, you know, please let us know your theories out there. We'd love to hear who do you think is going to make it out of the Ghost Crew, who could appear in Rebels, or yeah. Rogue One, I should say, and um, who's not going to make it out of Rogue One. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you can hit us up on Facebook, our YouTube page, just search for the Nerd Room Podcast. Yeah. And you can also grab us at thenerdrm at gmail.com. So throw us your theories. We'd love to hear them. Awesome stuff. All right, guys, until January 7th, this is Star Wars Rebels Alert. I'm Tim. I'm Troy. Ahsoka! This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and TroyTheBoy87. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.